Can everybody hear me? Good? Glenn, you paying attention? You got your radio on? No, he doesn't. Huh? A little closer to the mic. Is this better? Is this better? I don't like it close to my face. Is that better? Is that better? Is that good? Glenn, can you hear me? Andy? Go, not good? Turn your radio up. So it's just going? Got it. All right. Let's get started. I mean, we did a couple minutes ago, but let's, uh, let's get started. Let's open in a word of prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. Thank you for the time to be able to join together and uh, hear your word, Lord. And I just thank you for the good weather. And uh, just pray that you would just bless this time in your word, Lord, and speak to us. And just, uh, again, I just thank you for the time just being your word, Lord. And I just really pray that your word would go out and, and be heard and uh, that you would just use this time, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah. This week we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Um, Sam asked me to teach on Monday, I think, and you know I was really just trying to, I wasn't sure where to go, went to a couple different places, and I, I really just wanted to be able to just teach and have it not be about a virus and all that, you know, I really wanted to just, just to teach, and uh, so I was just kind of seeking the Lord, and I thought I had one spot I wanted to teach, and went to study for and it's just like nope nothing so uh ended up you know i just got alone with the lord and i said god wh where do you want me to go what do you want me to teach and uh he kind of put my heart uh you know first thessalonians 4 on my heart uh, to teach there um it's something that he's spoken to me about in all that's going on in the world right now and uh so we're going to try to get through through chapter 4 of first thessalonians Starting right in verse uh, 1, it says, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Uh, so right off the bat, you know, Paul talking to this church here, you know, uh, he starts with, We urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more. You know, and just thinking about our daily lives, like what do we... You know, I, Paul does this twice in this in this chapter. He talks about that, that he's encouraging the people to grow more and more. You know, in other words, we never get to a certain point and then we're there. It's we should always be encouraging each other to grow more and more. And how do we do that? I really like where it says, and we, uh, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus. You know, in other words, we don't exhort, we don't grow and we don't become more and more in Jesus by ourselves. We do it in Jesus. We seek God's word. You know, and this whole uh, chapter really was kind of, with all that is going on in the world right now, it was kind of, I saw, I was asking the Lord, like, what do you, how do you want me to handle this, God? Like, what do I do? Because I think that that's kind of a, a key thing that a lot of people are missing right now is... Um, you know, when things happen, when things go on in the world, like whether it's a virus or whatever it is, we kind of miss out on uh, 
what should we be doing first? You know, I listened to Sam's teaching from Sunday and he talked about, you know, rights and this and that, but what should come first? It's God. God, as Christians, God should come first for us. It shouldn't be, well, my rights are this. It's, no, God, what are my rights according to you? What do you want me to pick up? What do you want me to lay down? You know, and um, I think that that's what he's talking about here when he says walk and walk and to please God, because that's how we walk in God, to please God, not in a way like, oh God, I want to please you because I'm afraid you're going to smite me, but like, God, I want, I know that it glorifies you to honor you and to follow you and to walk with you, um, you know, and that's kind of what God was showing me is that's what's important, that's what we need to remember as Christians, I know I've failed all the time when it comes to that as far as, um, taking that first step and putting God first when it comes to anything in life, when it comes to a virus, when it comes to a death, when it comes to whatever, is my first thing, God, how do you want me to handle this? You know, because we were, uh, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 6.20, you know, where it talks about we were bought with a price. You know, Jesus died for our sins. We were bought by Jesus, right? Like when we gave our lives to him, came at a price. And so we should walk for him. We shouldn't walk for ourselves anymore. You know, and that's something I know I struggle with a lot, just being honest, is like forgetting that. You know, when we come to obstacles in life, do I instantly go to, well, what I think or the way I think I should walk or the way I think I should handle a situation? Or is it, do I go to, God, how do you want me to handle this? Do I spend the time in his word seeking him? You know, and I think that, uh, again, just speaking from personal experience, just like with all the stuff that's going on right now, I've forgotten that. You know, I can be pretty quick to, well, this is how I feel about this, or this is what I should think. And granted, even in seeking God, most of the time, I don't get the answer I want. You know, with a lot of things that are in life, I, I get like this, uh, you know, I'll seek God like, God, I know that this is how I feel, and I hope I'm going to read your word, and you're going to tell me to do that. And most of the times, when I read and study, he's like, whoa, you chill out, that's not what I want you to do. You know, and um, that's the whole next thing, you know, do we... When God does tell us, you know, slow down and, and listen to my word, do we do that or do we continue on our own thing? You know, and uh, I think that that's, all that being said, I think that's, that kind of relates with where Paul says that uh, you should abound more and more. You know, that we should be willing all the time to grow more and more. You know, that we should be willing to um, seek the Lord to grow, not get to a point and think that, okay, my opinion is now good enough. You know, my, my opinion, my thoughts, my fleshly desires, those are good enough to handle my life now. You know, God's brought me to this point. Now I'm good. I've got it. You know, I, I, I know enough about God that this is how I should do it. Well, no, no, no. We should still continue to seek God and grow to be more and more like him, you know. I've been thinking about Paul a lot lately and uh, reading on him a little bit and stuff about, like, the times where he gave up his rights as a Roman or he stood for his rights as a Roman. And I really think a lot of that is he knew when to do that because I really believe he's being led by the Spirit to do that. You know, and that's how do we do that? We be in God's Word and we study and we, we seek to, to grow more and more, you know. Anyways, that's hopefully the end of kind of my ranting. But um, So verse 3, it says, uh, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to process his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in a passionate 
a passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of or defraud his brother in this matter because of the Lord because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who also who has also given up, uh, given us his Holy Spirit. So to back up to verse uh, 3 there, um, you know, I've just been thinking about that whole, you know, take every thought captive and how important that is and how much uh, that means to God that we take our thoughts captive, that we know, like, the things, you know, from sexual impurity to anything. You know, I've been thinking about... Uh, Luke 11:23. I'm gonna really paraphrase here, but um, actually, I'm gonna go there real quick. Let, uh, Luke 11:23. Um, Helps if I find the right book. I don't like this wind and stuff. Okay. Luke eleven twenty three is he who is not with me is against me, and he who is he who does not gather with me scatters, you know. I was just thinking about that, like, uh, you know, the things we think and the things that we take in is, you know, what we're going to put out, right? And if what we're taking in all the time is garbage and the conversations we're having, for, I've been thinking about conversations with people I've been having, like this week and the last week and whatnot. And not that they're all bad, but the conversations that I've had that I've kind of thought, Maybe they not, may not be bad conversations, but I'm definitely not gathering for Christ with the conversation I'm having. You know, and it, it's just that maybe this is just personally for me, but I've just been thinking about that a lot this week is like, uh, you know, are the conversations I'm having, are the things that I'm putting into my head and then spewing out to other people, are they, is that something that's going to gather people for Christ or scatter? Or, or scatter? Because he, he pretty clearly, I think, in that verse says that. Like, if you're not gathering for me, you're scattering. You know, and, um, I just, something I've been thinking of this week, you know, and I, I just think it has, it's important to think about, like, the things that we have in our mind, especially as men, like, what are we thinking about, who, what are we focusing on in our minds, because it's as true as anything, you know, God knows what's going on in our minds, you know, I think we can think a lot of the times, well, I'm not saying it, I'm not doing it, I can kind of hide the thoughts that I have in my mind, we can't hide anything from God, you know, I, so that kind of speaks to me about the importance of that, and how we should abstain from that, even physically and stuff like that, uh, because just like in verse 7, God didn't call us to uncleanliness, but to holiness. You know, as Christians, we are called to something more. You know, we're called to not follow, like I said before, the, our flesh. We're called to follow Christ. And that does look different from the world. And I'm not trying to say that I am, I'm not trying to nitpick people or, you know, I don't ever want to be the guy that tells you how you should live. But I think it's something we should all just kind of stop and take time to think about is, is the way I'm living 
a cleanly, godly way, or the thoughts I'm having is the lifestyle I'm living, does that honor God, or is it un- or is it um, not honoring to God? Um, because, you know, just like verse 8 says, Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but, but God. You know, God is our Savior, He's our Lord, right? And we're rejecting Him if we live a lifestyle that's not pleasing to Him. You know, again, I'm not trying to put some trip of we've all got to act perfect because none of us are. I'm certainly not. But is our heart's desire to please Him, to walk and to please God. You know, because it pleases God when our heart is to please Him, you know. Uh, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For yourselves are taught, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. So again here, Paul, you know, we, we got to remember, Paul's talking to a church here, right? And he's telling them, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Is uh, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind, right? And then in all your soul and, and to love you. And then the second commandment is to love uh, others as you love yourself. You know, love your neighbor, care for people. And... Uh, we see here Paul telling these guys, he's almost kind of like building them up, saying like, "You guys, I don't have to tell you guys to love your brother, because you guys do that well. Um, but then still encouraging him to grow more and more. You know, to he's telling this church to continue to increase. You know, he says, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. That you all, and then... Um, You know, I, it's it's pretty cool to see everybody that's out here tonight. You know, you know, I'm, uh, the people that are here, and you know, I just it. I'm glad for the people that come out, and I'm glad that we get to do this. You know, I'm glad that uh, there's a lot of people that push and will will say, you know, well, if there was, if we could do church inside, I'd be there. Well, we should be here. You know, it doesn't matter if it's inside, outside, in the car. There's fellowship that's happening here, you know, and um, again, maybe this is really personal because this is something that's been on my heart. Uh, Maybe this isn't for anybody else but me, but, you know, just that thought of thinking of others, thinking of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, like, yeah, maybe it's inconvenient to sit in our cars and not be able to actually be in touch with people, but what about the people who are dealing with what's going on in the world right now and struggling with the fact of they can't feel comfortable coming to a building like like we may you know but they they're okay with this drive-in thing you know what i mean and um i just it's just something that i know it's been on my heart to think about is you know yeah maybe i'm a little inconvenienced maybe it's not exactly what the norm normal is but i think there's people here who this is normal for them right now this is the only thing they can do you know so if we can if we can put our needs aside and care for them, I think we should, you know, just, uh, kind of speaking to, I don't know, I've just, I've heard a few people that say, oh, there's no difference watching Facebook live than sitting in your car. And I really think that's wrong. I think there's a big difference. You know, I think that, uh, when we can look from car to car and see other brothers and sisters hearing and, and we can roll our windows down and talk in person, you know, I think that that's what we're missing out on. 
sure, we can't put hands on people. We can't be exactly face to face. But again, I think that there's, even if it's a small number, there's a, there's a group of people who don't have the liberty and the freedom that we may have to say, well, I can go inside, you know, and do that if it was allowed. But other than that, I'm not going to go because it doesn't mean anything. Well, I think there's people who are like, this is all they have right now. You know, and I think that that's, again, maybe that's completely personal. Uh, again, I was trying not to, I really wanted to teach without talking like virus and all that. But at the same time, I really think this this relates to that, you know, as far as, uh, I think our church does a pretty good job of this. I think where Paul is telling these guys, and for anybody that just showed up, we're in First Thessalonians chapter 4, um, verse 9-ish through 12 uh anyways i i just think that um that more and more is the part i can't let go of as i read this section you know in in verse one he said that we urge and exhort you in the lord jesus that you should abound more and more and abound is to grow to to um you know to to be more and more right and then uh Right after Paul says, like, you know, but concerning brotherly love, I have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, and indeed you do so towards all the brethren who are in Macedonia. So, like, Paul's talking to this church, and he's like, I don't even need to tell you guys to love one another, right? Like, I don't need to tell you guys to care for each other because you guys do a good job of that. And I, I've seen our church. We love each other. We love people, right? But then Paul says, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. You know, and I, just my simple thinking, you know, I think about that, how Paul's like, uh, you know, he just tells him, like, I don't need to tell you to love each other. You guys do that. But I still want you to, I urge you to increase more and more in it. You know, that whole mentality of, I think, you know, there, there's always room to improve. There's always room, like, because I think we can get arrogant when we get to a stage of, well, we're doing fine. We're doing all right. We don't need to love more, or care more. We're, we're there. Well, no, we should, if we're there, I think that's a scary place to be. We should always be looking and, and thinking about how can I learn to love people more? And again, where do we learn to love people more? God's word, time in his word, fellowship with other believers. Verse uh, verse 11, this was something that spoke real big to me with all that's going on and everything. I kind of was just seeking God, like, what do you want me to do personally, Lord? Like, how do I, how do I handle this? And uh, wasn't really searching. This just, I happened to be in Thessalonians, and this is where I came across. He says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life and to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. You know, there's a... You know, I really like the fact... I like to work. I'm a worker. And it's like, it's... I know some people may not think so sometimes, but I do like to work. You know, it's it's kind of my gift. I like to say a lot of time I'm really not that smart of a guy because I'm really not. But I mean, I, I can work and, I, and I, I enjoy to work. And... um so for me to be seeking the Lord, like, what do I do in this? And he pretty bluntly says, go to work. I said, okay, that's that's what I'm going to do. And he says, mind your own business. In other words, that spoke to me. Don't get caught up in all the garbage that other people are spewing. And, you know, if you don't disagree with, if you disagree with somebody, fine. Let that disagreement be there. But don't, you know, just mind your own business. And then uh, 
He says, as we commanded you that you may walk properly towards those who are outside. And see, this is what I like about this. I was seeking God, you know, for what do I do? And Paul's writing this letter, right, to these people about, you know, how they should live their lives. But it's focused, the, towards the end there it says, but uh, walk properly towards those who are with, uh, towards those who are on the outside. You know, so seeking God for... Uh, what should I do in my life? And it's, well, do this so that you can walk towards others that are on the outside, that are away from Christ, you know? Um, and I just think that's pretty cool, you know, that that's what, that's what God wants us to do, you know, to not be busybodies, to, to work, because there is an aspect of that, especially as a man, as a, as a father, you know, we have families to take care of and stuff, you know, and for God to be pretty adamant about that, about go to work, do your job. And um, it's almost like he's kind of saying, you know, like I'll make opportunity for you to reach those on the outside, you know, non-believers. And, and I think believers too, just those who are on the outside who can't uh, necessarily get to church or can't get, you know, I think God makes those opportunities if we're seeking, you know, he says, lead a quiet life and mind your own business. So if we're minding our own business, whose business should we be focusing on? gods you know i think we should be seeking the lord for lord how can i help how can i further your kingdom you know and um again i'm not trying to act like i'm by any means some saint that has that down packed but i think that's the importance of like i said i i really like that where paul says more and more and he says it twice about two different things you know that it's something that we all need to remember to continually be growing more and more and seeking god more and more um no matter what is going on in the world, you know what I mean? Because it, it doesn't matter. Our business with God doesn't change because of a virus. It doesn't change because of a natural disaster. Our call on Christ, if God's called us and, and saved our lives and, and is uh, doing a work in our life, that doesn't all of a sudden change because of a virus. Like a virus doesn't hit and we go, well, I guess we got to figure it out on our own now. That doesn't happen. You know, we need to just remember to continue to grow more and more and seek God no matter what's going on around us. So, uh, verse this last little section, um, it's funny, I was talking to Sam and them about it, you know, and uh, not going to go as deep as probably Sam or other people may think I should. And not even that I should, but just what I, this is one of those cool sections I got to read and the Lord showed me something, so I want to kind of share it with you guys. Uh, verse 13 says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have, all, who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this, is, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from the heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. You know, I just got thinking about that. And the, the big thing, that there's a couple different things that uh, kind of stood out to me about that. Again, there's a, there's a lot there in that last thing, you know, that we can dissect and think about it and, and pull apart. But 
really what I got out of it is I think, you know, obviously this was an issue for this church, you know, that they were, they, it was almost like they weren't having hope about those who had died, whether they were believers or not. I don't, I don't know. But the thing I got thinking about is we've probably all lost somebody, right? Who's died. And we've wondered, maybe we know that they're in heaven. We know that they're a believer, right? And we can wonder. And that's the cool thing. I believe it's Matthew 14 where, where uh, John the Baptist is beheaded and Jesus finds out and he goes to get away to mourn, I believe, to, to mourn the loss of a, of a cousin and a friend. And then it says, but the, the multitudes followed him and found him and, and they, they thronged him with all their issues and their needs. And it says that Jesus was moved with compassion for them. And then, then he spent the day healing them. You know, he, and I think Jesus was really able to do that because he knew where John was. Just like it says here, you know, um, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. And guys, kind of what I want to like end on is the fact of do we believe in the hope that we have in Jesus? You know, whether it's for loved ones that have died, whether it's for how are we going to get through this season of life, do we truly have hope and belief and faith that Jesus Christ is in control? You know, that God is on his throne. God is, because guys, God is. He's in control of all of this. This virus wasn't a surprise for him. Uh, uh, a death that you may have just experienced through your family, God is in control. He knows that. And I, it's hard sometimes. I've been there. But do we believe that we can find peace in God in that? You know, in the midst of whatever we're going through, do, can we find peace in the fact that God is in control of it? The one who made us, the one who made the very body that we're in, the ground we stand on, he's in control of everything we're going through. And nothing's a surprise to him. And I think that should bring us peace. I think that we should have hope in that. You know, hope in the fact that like, and I get, you know, I've had the, the discussion before. Well, what about somebody who died that didn't know Jesus? And I know for a fact, you know, they stabbed somebody a week before they died. They definitely aren't heaven. You know, what, what about those people? If they didn't know Jesus, yeah, they're not with him, right? But instead, you know, when we can take that route, sure. We can say, well, Jesus, that's not fair because he wasn't that bad of a guy. Like, so I don't want to follow you. Or... We could realize, hey, I don't want anybody else to suffer that fate. I don't want to hear, I don't want to know that any other of my family members or my loved ones died and went to hell because I didn't take the time to tell them about Jesus. I didn't take the time to, to show them Jesus with the way I lived. You know, I didn't take the time like when such and such a thing happened and I just had no hope. Like, my hope was in Jesus. I, I want my family to see that so that they can have the same hope that I have. You know, that's something I've been able to share. Um, he'll never hear this. When my uh, when my grandfather died, I, I really believe he's a he was a believer. I believe he's in heaven, right? When I was having this conversation with, with my father, who, who wasn't a believer or isn't, and uh, I said, you know what? Uh, one reason we were talking about my grandfather dying, and I said, you know, Dad, the one thing that's, yeah, it sucks that Gramps died, but I know where he is. And I know, I believe I'm going to see him again someday in a new body. And I'm going to see him in heaven. And we're going to be able to see each other again. You know, like, again, yeah, it sucks. But I believe in what God's word says. And I'm going to see him again. You know, and I'd really like it if I could see you again. You know, and that's, that's something. Do we really believe that? Are we willing to share that with others? You know, because... 
just like he, Paul's saying there, you know, don't sorrow for those that are asleep, those who are, are have gone on to be with the Lord or whatever. Like, don't worry about them. God knows. And I think that's why Jesus was able to to do that when John the Baptist died. That's why he had compassion for them. Jesus mourned, I'm sure. He was on his way to mourn, and then all these people show up, and they're like, oh, Jesus, heal us, take care of our problems. And he had compassion on them, and he did heal them. And I think he was able to do that because he knew okay, this is sad that John's gone, but I also know where he is. I know he's with my father, and I know I'm going to see him again day. I, you know, someday. I don't think that's a, that was a, as much of a problem, and I, I don't see why we shouldn't be able to have the same hope. And again, I don't care if it's a, somebody that's passed away. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's a virus. It doesn't matter what it is. Do we have the true hope as believers that Jesus Christ is in control? He's just as in control from day one to now. You know, it doesn't matter. That I was reading in, I think, Deuteronomy or something. He was talking about, uh, um, you know, not needing a median, right? Like, not needing, it's kind of funny. I got thinking about that, like, the fact that you ever, anybody ever heard of, like, uh, somebody praying, like, to a dead relative, like, saying, would you just tell Jesus I'm trying? You know, I, I, I've met somebody before that, I've been in a situation before where somebody was talking to somebody who was on their deathbed, and they said, would you... Tell Jesus when you get there to, you know, pretty much would you put in a good word for so-and-so. We don't need to do that. Jesus Christ is the only medium between us and God. You know, and again, it doesn't matter what the situation is, a virus. Do we know, do we believe truly that we can call on Jesus Christ at any time? doesn't matter what's going on, what we've been through, what's going on in the world. Do we really believe that we can call on him and that he'll hear us and that he will answer if we seek him? You know, I think sometimes we get into that mode of, uh, well, I just don't think God would, you know, like we'll pray, oh, you know, Jesus, help me with this. But then we never take the time to pick up the word and actually seek and look for an answer from God, you know, and um, I don't know, probably none of that made sense, but it was good for me, I guess. So I hope uh, helpful for somebody. Um, it's pretty much all I got. You know, again, I just, like Paul said, I just want to encourage people. Because, again, I know I failed just in this season of life we're in as far as uh, seeking God and and uh, and um, remembering to grow more and more, remembering to seek God more and more. And I think that now more than ever we need to be seeking God more and more, not just for ourselves but as an example to those around us. They're like, yeah, the world's going in complete chaos, but we know the guy who has all of it under control, you know, the guy who's holding it all in his hand. We know him. You know, and we're good with him. We'll be all right, and you guys can be too. You know, and that—that's I just think kind of the attitude we should strive to have. Again, I'm not perfect at it, but let's pray. You guys can go home. Stop listening to me. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. Again, I just thank you for the turnout tonight, Lord. I thank you for the people here. I just, uh, I just praise you, God. You know, we really don't have things that bad. You know, they could—they could be much worse. And I just praise you, Lord, for just being able to freely speak about you lord and i just thank you for the encouragement from paul for me personally lord from from your word lord of j just continuing you lord to continually be seeking you because i know i need it every day lord and i just uh i just pray that you do that in us and just uh continue to help us to just keep seeking you lord in, in all things in jesus name amen